We had to Welcome turn on the AC. Welcome to the cursed episode <laughs> of Speaking of Which. This is part two. Really, it's a new episode. It's- I'm Skylar. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the cursed episode of Speaking of Which. So in part one, we explored why you will never be happy. And in part two, we turned on the loud AC unit. Because we can't stand it. Because in case you were thinking, like, I'm happy, listen to this. Well, guess what? Just listen, let them listen. You're welcome. No, you're not. It immediately feels better. In between. Skylar thought he was all happy because he got a promotion, he's quitting his job, all this stuff. I sent him cursed content by making him watch the live streams on TikTok that I have been subjected to. They and were so watchable. They actually were. I, yeah. I wonder what it is about strange content, like women sifting through rice to pull out jewelry yeah. that they've put in the rice. Yeah. They know what's in there. They know what's in there. But we don't. But if you order something, which ones are you going to get? You don't know. But also... Why? Why do I love it? You know what? There's literally um, so many... The first live streams that I started seeing, I don't get them on my timeline anymore, were people doing... Remember when we were on the cruise ship and we were doing that, that like, coin thing? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, you dump... That's like that game where you dump the coin in and it builds up and then you fuck... And you told that story about oh, yeah. your mom and all that stuff. Okay. That, there's somebody who literally goes to like Dave and Buster's or like Chuck E. Cheese or whatever or some casino and or hovers something. And waits. And no, and literally just brings hundreds of dollars and live streams the whole thing. And people will watch and wait for the towers to drop to see how much money they're going to get. And I'm sure they're like literally breaking even at the end of the day because they're dumping so much money into it. But their live stream is making so much fucking money because people just enjoy watching nothing. I remember I was enjoying you play that game where you put mm-hmm. the quarter it's and like then people, the quarters become heavy and yeah. you, you know it's gonna fall any yeah. second i was freaking out yeah. watching you do that i i would totally watch I, put that tw- I think i put like 20 bucks in and i was just like this is this is more entertaining for me than to go pay, play like penny slots or it was something. the anticipation of maybe it'll fall maybe, maybe it, it won't. won't yeah and you know what people are willing to send five bucks if they get an hour's worth of content that just like gives them that like gambling rush high even mm-hmm. if they're not winning they they feel like they finally won if they stick around long enough for the tower to fall like there's a whole psychology we could even make a whole fucking podcast episode about that but speaking of which today's episode is not about we should that. have an episode live from one of those games <gasps> and we should just sit in front of it and put quarters in it until the big stack falls yeah yeah that would be cool we'd be wealthy that'd be Actually, I think that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, because there isn't one near here. No. Okay, that's not the why it would be a nightmare. I just feel like I would think you sell your soul a little bit when you have Mm. to do something like that. Yeah. Or like when you make a podcast, you sell your soul a little bit. Yeah, that's We only have so much soul left because we didn't have enough to like begin with. And the devil came down to Georgia and he said, if you want to make a podcast, you got to give me some of that soul. And we said, we only have so much to bargain with. What do you want? You know what I mean? Whatever we, whatever we have. I feel like I've gone too far off the path and you don't know how to bring me back. So so. I don't know how to bring you back. So this is, (laughs) this is a great thing that'll bring you back. Okay. This is an article by Stephanie Wilson. She's a PhD. And this is called why a close. Pretty huge. Why a close, happy marriage is bad for your health. I love that. For nearly 50 years, Uh. research has focused on understanding how higher marital satisfaction might lead to a longer, healthier life. 
I have to turn off this okay. wall unit. Okay. <laughs> you do you, boo. Our listeners are so grateful that I did that. Were they? No, they clicked off. No, they, it's just you and I now. So, scientific... Oh my god, it's immediately sweltering. Okay. Scientific evidence is mounting to support the idea that a close, happy relationship has health risks. Mm. Yeah. Now, let's back up for a second. Yeah. What's your guess? On what? Why would a close, Oh, okay. Happy, <laughs> I was like, what's your guess for just life? Like for anything. <laughs> 36. <laughs> Why would a close, happy relationship have a health risk? Um, well, I can think of things that I've heard before about like when you're starting to date someone or when you're doing something new, your adrenaline's pumping, your endorphins are going, serotonin's flowing and all of these things that are like really good and healthy and like stimulating for your body. And like, if you're just like, honey, did you leave the wet towel on the bed again? You know, like that mm. shit will like, you know, that could probably, like, be the opposite of that. Yeah. And after a long, you know, time... You mean, like, too much lovey-dovey hormones could have the well, adverse no, effect? Is become, that your guess? Okay, or? well, we were talking about part one. Go listen to part one if you haven't listened to part one. About, like, becoming complacent or becoming, like, just... The things that used to thrill you and shock you. Phoebe, stop. You know, it becomes a normal. You could win the, the lottery, and after a certain amount of time, your body will and your mind will regulate to yeah. being the norm, and it won't the joy you goes anymore. Away. Which is why there's, like, the honeymoon phase and things like that. And there's a lot to say about the benefits of, like, being after the honeymoon phase and having, like, stability and security and things like that in a relationship. But then also, like, 60 years in, you're just, like, they breathe in your direction, and you're just, like, you want them I dead. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That can't be good for the body. That's my guess. But, I mean, like, your Unless guess you about me. why a happy relationship would have health risks. Oh. Okay, yeah. I guess I did say, like, happy. I don't know. Right? Interesting. I don't know. So it says, generally, though, people who experience marital bliss enjoy better health and live longer than people who are miserable. Okay. And researchers have long searched for possible explanations. So poverty is a huge one. Financial stress wreaks havoc on relationships, socioeconomic statuses, you know, poor access to medical care. There's a million reasons mm. why unhappy marriages are associated with bad health. Mm. However, um, beyond... Also, but beyond societal and economic factors, we still see people in unhappy marriages, like you said, suffering from more illnesses, mm -hmm. like dying younger, lower quality of life. Why is that beyond like the psychological realm? Yeah. And so, however, if you're going through a rough patch in your marriage, don't panic. Much like the effects of your everyday diet and physical activity, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So, this begs the question, if you want to improve your health, will restoring your marriage to starry-eyed honeymoon phase get you there? No. Okay. Research is discovering that a close, happy relationship has health consequences. Oh my god. So, every day on this podcast, we're learning you can't win. No, you literally You can't. have a miserable marriage, you die. You have a happy marriage... You die. Well, we know that. We're mortals. Except for me. So it Phoebe. says, how is this? 
In sharing a life together, mm-hmm. partners' moods become contagious and routines coincide. Mm-hmm. These connections are even stronger for closer and happier couples. Mm-hmm. And that means that what's being shared between those people is not guaranteed to be a benefit to your health. For example, so it goes on to list an example. Let's say you're extremely close with your partner. Mm-hmm. And you know they, and they give a, um, a study that studied knee pain. Partners that were really empathetic with their partner, if they knew their partner was in pain, they couldn't sleep that night. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I literally was getting, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I care so much about him, but like, I feel like I'm like this with anyone I care about, which makes sense. But, um, I... Oh, God. How do I, like, make the... I'm trying to summarize. I'm trying to, like, in my mind, have this little thing go very... It's me. I can't. Okay. Um, George had that shoulder thing that happened, and even though it doesn't really bother him anymore, sometimes I think about, like, what would happen, like, if it did hurt him or, like, he hurt himself, and, like, it makes me physically nauseous. Like, it makes me... Like, I feel like I can imagine the pain in him more than I can imagine it in myself. Like maybe my brain won't allow Mm -hmm. myself to like go there with my own body, but like in somebody else that I care about, it like makes me physically ill to think about him being in pain or being injured. And yeah, I just like, he'll tell a story. I'm squeamish about people like retelling stories of their injuries in general. But, but when your shoulder popped out, yeah. Extra special about George recounting his injuries, his physical injuries and his pain and like things that have happened that it's made me want to pass out. Like mm-hmm. so there is something to that. I don't know if it's just because I care so much about him. However, but... it's so it said that in happy marriages, the women were up all night with worry. Yeah. And in unhappy marriages, the women slept just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's like that shows that I really care. So what I'm learning is that a healthy balance between yeah. how much you love and dislike them. Mm-hmm. However, this crossover is obviously not just limited to that pain example. Yeah. In general, couples that spend more time together tend to have more similar activity levels. Yeah. So if you're in a really happy, loving relationship and both of you happen to be lazy, then you are so happy being like um, sedentary together and you're not getting like the physical activity yeah. that you could be having yeah. if you're able. And then addition. Wait, what? What about that though? You're just like drawing that, that like if you have. No, that was interests. just one of the examples. Like activity levels, such as laziness, are things that a happy couple would enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And even though they're experiencing high levels of like emotional satisfaction, mm-hmm. their health is suffering. Mm. So, and because the energies feed and reflect off of each other. Yeah. So, in addition, a recent study found that couples that were happier in their relationship also frequently ate together and slept in the same bed. But that does not mean that they were eating well or sleeping well. Correct. So, um, what's more, unhealthy habits are harder to shake when both partners indulge. And it linked to this famous study, so I clicked on it. And this one made me laugh because this is so us when we were 21. Okay. It says, and it it was about couples who both smoked cigarettes. Okay. It says one or both of them smoked cigarettes. um, And they had to talk about difficult marital problems. And it says when both partners were smoking, (laughs) both of them had boosted moods. (laughs) (laughs) Just reading that made me laugh because how true. It says, however, if only one of the partners was allowed to smoke, the other partner felt irritated. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm sure. So not only did smoking together increase their enjoyment overall, it brought the partners emotionally closer to be sharing the act of smoking. However, that made the act of smoking even more difficult to quit. Right. And so it said that developing a bad habit with someone that you love makes bad habits even harder to break. Right. And, like, I feel, though, that um, it, it is because to quit a bad habit, you both have to want to quit it. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult. Like, our friends, Christina and Matt, they've, like, had an awareness that, like, if the other one's doing something, they know that they're not going to be able to not do it. And they've made that, like, that they're very vocal about it. Like, if yeah. one of them wants to quit smoking, the other one has to quit smoking, too. But the yeah. problem with that is if, if the other one doesn't want to, whatever it is, whether it's smoking or whatever. Anything. Anything. Yeah. They know that they have to do it together or it won't happen. And so if one person's not into it... They're such a classic example. And it says yeah, every, it's, everyone's like every that, happy like. couple has this issue Yeah. when it comes to especially habits. Yeah. Even good habits. Yeah. It says when you pick up a good habit... Remember that we did a whole episode one time about you picking up a good habit makes your partner infinitely more likely to pick up the same habit, even if you never ask them to. I think even more so if you don't ask them to. Mm-hmm. Because if you stick with it and they see the benefits of it, it's inspiring. I think it's much it's harder, harder to get rid of habits. Yeah, once and, they... absolutely. And I would agree that, like, I don't know. There is something to, like, saying, like, okay, I'm going to do it. You, you do it, too. And hopefully the partner is in the same mind space as you. Like, this just goes back to me. Like, I remember when... Um, we were living with Jessica. She was, like, working out and stuff like that. And she was like, do you want to go into the basement and, like, do a workout with me? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, no. No, I really, Sweetie, ab- I that will really never don't want to. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Like, she didn't push me. But she w- she knew that, like, she was more likely to want to do it if, like, she had someone else doing it with her. Mm-hmm. And also Jason and her used to work out and stuff together. So she was like, I'm used to, like, a workout buddy. But I was like, I know that I will work out again. I'm just not in that mind space. And I'm not going to, I just know I'm not there yet. And now I'm in the mindset of working out and she's in doing rehab and stuff like that for her Mm -hmm. injury that she had. But like, I don't think she's in that mind space now. I was like, we just aren't, we were just, weren't on the same page there, you know? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I can see like the benefits of like George and I having a healthy relationship with Mm -hmm. even disc golf. Like it's very good exercise something we can do together we get outdoors it's you know it's mentally challenging it's physically challenging it's all of those things um but then there's some things where like there's negative habits that we have or challenging habits that like it is hard to break i don't want to stay up late even though that's my natural like want and need is to stay up all night and sleep in um mm-hmm. but he and he he he's the same way um, and now that he doesn't open every day and he closes a lot, like if I am in a mindset and I've tried to like do a good nighttime routine, I'm like, I need to get in bed. I want to be sleeping before like 10 or 11 or whatever, whatever. And he's up and he's like, you know, awake. awake. I want to spend time with him or it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And knowing he's up, like, it's hard to, I just say like I've our had that sleeping problem patterns. in a relationship in the past. Yeah. 
where I wanted to go to sleep and yeah. the other person wanted to play video games until four in the morning and yeah. it was a nightmare. Yeah, but so also... I would, feel, I would get FOMO. Yeah, but also the other way around. Sometimes he has to open and I'm like all jazzed up and I'm like, okay, I don't have an appointment or I don't have anything to do until like 10 or 11. Like, I I'm could stay up, up till one or two, but like, I don't... I feel like I have to go to bed or I don't want to... You know what I mean? So... I can think of a couple situations in which... Can you think of any situations in which there's, like, good habits and then challenging habits or something within your relationship? Mm. I am, like, our, our, our friends you mentioned, where if I have a partner that is, like, doing something that in the past I know is not good for me, but I see them doing it, I'll immediately want to do it. Like, smoking a cigarette or something. Yeah. I haven't smoked a cigarette since the cruise, okay. but... Um, like if like let's say my boyfriend one day just came home and was just smoking a pack of cigarettes mm -hmm. i would be like oh ew, gross and yeah. then 48 hours later i would be with a pack of cigarettes i'd have a pack of cigarettes yeah or if i'm like you know what i'm gonna eat in this week you yeah. know i'm gonna just make all my meals yeah. but if he gets takeout you want takeout i want takeout yeah. and uh and like so those were like all the bad examples but also the good examples though, this was when I was living in College Station with that yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. One good habit we had is at nighttime, even if we were going to bed at different times, we would brush our teeth together. Oh, nice. So if we saw one person brushing their teeth, we would wander over there and brush our teeth too. Mm. Um, I don't know, that I just randomly thought of that. I haven't thought of that That's in a long nice. time. That's um, nice. Or if you see one person doing laundry, you are like, oh, I suddenly want to do laundry too. I never think that. I never want to. Well, usually if I see them doing laundry, I'll like throw like three things in there. Mm -hmm. Just wash this for me, please. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I after reading that, it just made so much sense about like why the happier your marriage, yeah. the more likely you are. And also one part at the end was making me laugh. And it said, the more likely you are to say like we, when speaking of your partner, instead yeah. of like him and I or her and I, yeah. the more likely you use we pronouns for yeah. to describe the dynamic of the relationship and also is we a pronoun anyways anyways keep going uh I, you're gonna and, lose me already so, so just keep going when describing yourselves as we like we love to do this we do this and mm -hmm. the happier happy you are mm -hmm. the more you weigh so like the happier you are and it, it was talking about like body mass index and it just said like happy couples tend to like get a little chubby together and it was so sweet that's so cute <laughs> it's just like that's so true it's so true <laughs> isn't it <laughs> but um also there's something to say with like continuing to keep your own identity and like how mm -hmm. it's not healthy in some yes. other regards to just have and identify everything with because we yeah. we we yeah I'm definitely an I, I, I. You definitely are. I think I've got a pretty good balance of both currently. I, there's been times in my life where I have not. Mm -hmm. And who's to say about future me? Problems for future me. But, um... My poor partners, I don't know how they put up with any of my... I can't, barely, so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, we're so loud in the house that, like, it's unbearable. It's like I'm just carrying around a <laughs> megaphone. You and your body burgers, I just can't. Um, so, let's pull some cards uh, in regards to, um... In regards to what? Uh, what was the title of the article? 
Why a close, happy marriage will hinder good health. All right, so currently what's hindering your health? I'll pull it for you. Okay. Okay. This doesn't sound like In it's a bad idea at all. What is hindering my good health? This sounds like a terrible idea. Okay, I won't interpret it. No, just... please interpret okay. it. Okay, all right. Just lay it on thick. Oh, no, okay. Oh. I'm not getting any work done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i feel like you've got a good routine but then also there's some it's the eight of pentacles by the way it's the eight of pentacles reversed so i feel like there's some things that could be shaken up or maybe reevaluated about the routine and the um the practice of the art of being with your partner okay okay what's going well oh you're really good at trauma bonding <laughs> well who is it i know but you guys are like really good at trauma bonding well that's every relationship i've ever had okay but i don't know how to, like i don't know how to have a regular human connection i always I feel warn like you people. guys are really good at trauma bonding your own trauma within your relationship as well like it's become like a like an inside joke yeah like oh my god remember when we did that yeah <laughs> <laughs> remember yeah that's um <laughs> what's something that you don't know that you know something i don't I'm know i'm not that gonna I know? talk about that one okay it's just it's fine we did enough cards you pull some for me what is hindering your good <laughs> He's using the fountain tarot, by the way. He's using the fountain tarot. And then we have to be done because my dog is a starving child. Six of... The six, six of, of coins. coins. For a second Reversed. I looked at that and I was like, what is happening there? Oh, that's easy. I'm being taken care of financially and I'm providing nothing to the table. <laughs> There's a definite imbalance of give and take of funds. But how is that hindering your good... <laughs> In any way. I mean, it didn't have to be about me. It could be oh. about him. <laughs> Oops. Uh-oh. What's that one? Is this just like a bonus message? King of Wands King of reversed. Wands reversed. That dick, though. Yeah, that dick. Um, yeah. What was the... What was the... Um, oh, yeah. A good thing? Mm. A good thing. What's the good thing? <laughs> the Knight of Cups. Aww. You know what? I think you guys are... Um, you know, good at good at being like romantic and lovey dovey when you need to be and communicate like words of love. I think that we are absolutely soulmates. And then we know how to emotionally you know that you don't to each know. other. The devil reverse. That's so on par. That is so high. Oh, <laughs> That's all the time we have for today, guys. You guys Rebecca PK, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Jesse D, and David B. Come on down and get mm -hmm. your fucked up relationship advice. <laughs> Speaking of which, in today's episode, thanks for listening to part two. If you missed part one, go back and listen to it. Uh, and we hope you have a wonderful, fabulous, beautiful day. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. And we will see you next week. Anything else to say? Any final words? I'm so hot. I'm turning on your AC right now. Okay, bye.